Good morning. Thank you so much for uh, being here today. And um, we're going to do something a little different in a moment. But first, I'm going to pray, and then we'll get our worship team up. And uh, let's just pray for an anointed service. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much, um, God, for the ones that have uh, come to worship here at Cross Life. God, thank you for uh, the new faces that we see this morning. God, I just, I just praise you for that. Lord, the ones that are watching online today uh, due to sickness or uh, whatever it may be, travel. God, I just pray that you be with us, that you would um, just move your spirit in such a mighty way in this place. Uh, Lord, today I feel a, a strong, overwhelming presence of your of your spirit walking in this place today, and I feel like um, you're going to do something great. And so, Lord, right now as we turn our, our focus to worship and um, singing praises to you, Lord, I pray that you would just open up the floodgates. Lord, as we hear a message from you in just a little while, uh, Lord, I pray you pierce our hearts that uh, we would do as uh, your word says, uh, God, that we would apply it to our lives and write it onto our hearts. Uh, Lord, the ones that are still coming um, uh, to our service today, just keep them safe. And Lord, just give us a great day in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you so much. If you praise team, if y'all come on forward. And while they're coming forward, um, we're going to do something a little different today. I, I, I've, I've felt a, a strong presence to do it, so we're going to do it no matter what the crowd looks like. I know we got several that are sick. Y'all continue to pray for our church family. Um, several that are sick, several that are traveling today. But this is what I want to do during the first two songs today. It's going to be our offering time, but also we want to open the altar for you to come pray. Pray for our church family. Um, pray for yourself. Pray that God would open up your heart as we get ready uh, to, to preach the word today. We're talking about growing, and one step of growing is taking a step of prayer and being prayerful in that moment. So during the first two songs today, if you will, come forward, give your offering, but also if you want to take a kneel at the altar and pray, uh, just a, a special blessing over the service, and then go back to your seat and, and just worship with us, okay? So y'all go ahead and stand with us.
got a little bit on the thin side, but I'm glad to see all of you. Uh, boy, they're sounding great, aren't they? If you guys want to become a part of this, uh, I mean, we need some guy singers, it uh, looks like. I think Chris has been auditioning, but <laughs> I think they're going to let him on there. Uh, welcome. If you're a new visitor, sign up your uh, first-time visitor card, and don't forget to pick up your gift on the way out. Uh, a few things this week. Uh, our kids are going to be meeting uh, Tuesday night from uh, 6 to 7.30 along with the youth. Uh, it's going to be parents' night out. I know that's been a good time for some of the, the uh, kids to come and have uh, playtime and learn a little bit. Uh, Saturday morning. No, I'm sorry. Cross Life Women's meeting Wednesday evening. Uh, is that going to be here at the church? The women's meeting? Okay. And then we'll also have B3. That's on Zoom at 7 o'clock. If you gentlemen want to get on that, uh, it's always a good time. We learn a lot. We talk a lot. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be having a men's breakfast at 8.30, and we'll be talking about uh, putting the playground up and getting all that stuff we needed for that project. So if you want interest in helping with that, show up Saturday morning. Uh, we're having a family meeting after worship today, so uh, that shouldn't take very long, and it's kind of important, so please hang around for that. Um, and Tiffany needs some volunteers for the kids on Sundays. If you're interested in getting on the rotation in October, contact Tiff, and she'll get you all straightened out. Uh, we're collecting the missions, the North Carolina missions offering this month, and our goal is a thousand, so... We'll start seeing videos about it uh, and collecting funds. And so I guess it's time for Norman to uh, give us his prayer for the various places in the world. And Lord knows they need it if you've watched the news. Good morning. Today we're praying for the Menyuki. Um, in Myanmar. So we've prayed for the Myanmar before, but we haven't prayed for the people group Manyuki, which is hard to say. But anyways, it's 20,000 people, and it's 0.05% Christian. Um, and they live an animistic spiritual life, which basically means they are very spiritual, but have little spiritual hope. They try to appease spirits and gods and different things like that to get blessings, but those same gods could also curse them if they don't do enough sacrifices or burn enough things. So it's in this kind of weird dichotomy of are they doing enough or are they going to curse us? Um, blessing and cursing. And another stronghold that there is is that any foreign god, their spirits might curse them for. So guess what? Christianity falls under that foreign god. So that is another um, stronghold that is there. And um, I just wanted to say something real quick that I heard that encouraged me. We talk about the different strongholds in these places, but I heard one person said that as a Christian, we have the Holy Spirit. And so it doesn't matter if there is 20,000 people who are living in this way and um, are making sacrifices to these gods. If there's a Christian on the ground, the 0.05% is a majority because they have God. So let's pray for God to move in a miraculous way through healings and through um, just dreams or whatever way they can be reached. Let's pray for that. Father God, thank you for this time. Thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity and the freedom to worship. Lord, I pray for the Minyuki people. 
Lord, I pray for Myanmar as a whole as they're battling COVID and it's going rampant right now. Lord, I pray for the missionaries who have paved the way, um, such as Judson and others, to make this place somewhat open to the gospel. Lord, I pray you continue to do your work there. I pray you speak to people, whether that's through dreams, whether that's through broadcasting, through the radio, whether that's through miracles, or whether that's just one-on-one conversations, Lord, they need to be woken up. Lord, I pray for these people, and I pray for salvation across everywhere, all the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. few other things that I need to uh, to make mention of. It is almost Christmas time. That's hard to believe. Um, and I know we're only in September, but it's coming. And and this is why, you know, with uh, we're not celebrating that. Okay. <laughs> um, we have, we, we, some of these projects that you do around Christmas time have to start now. And so what we're doing this year is what we're going to call the Appalachian Backpack Project. Christmas. Some of you may have heard of that. Some of you may have not. That is okay. Um, what this does is, is you um, do backpacks. You put supplies in it. You put clothes in them, all, all the nine yards, and then we send them off to the Appalachian Mountains, and it goes to kids that are in serious need. Our goal this year is going to be to do 50 backpacks. Felicia and Lindsay and Tommy are going to be in charge of this project. I'll just go ahead and say they're going to be our go leaders for the next year. And uh, we're going to announce that anyways. And so um, this is their first project that they they feel passionate about. They want to do this. And so 50 backpacks, you brought the stuff, right? It is in the foyer right now. So on your way out today, um, each card represents a backpack. You bring the backpack, you get the supplies, you get all the, it's all self-explanatory. I'm not going to tell you everything to put in because I'll forget something, Um, but it's in the foyer. You can pick up one, you can pick up two, you can pick up 50. Um, Just go ahead and get them, and um, I think we need those by, oh, she's supposed to know. (laughs) October the 31st, that's a Sunday. Halloween is on a Sunday this year. Uh, go ahead and mark those calendars as well. Right now, tentatively, we are going to do a trunk or treat in the parking lot October the 30th. That's the Saturday before. They, usually trick or treating doesn't happen on Sunday. It usually happens on the day before. So um, we're going to do. We're going to have planned out October the 30th, but that's beside the point. Backpacks is the main thing I needed to announce, so I didn't forget that. And so make sure you pick that up. And just don't forget all the Bible studies we've got going on throughout the week. Our, our ladies groups meeting this week. They, they meet once a month, and I encourage you to to, to be there in our, our men's group and, and our youth and our children. We got all of these ministries going going for you uh, to grow. And we're talking about growing today, so I just feel like I need to put that out there. In order to grow, we need to get plugged into a group. And so get plugged into a group and the North Carolina Missions Offering. If you want to give, make sure you earmark those checks. Make sure you put it in the envelope. And also the uh, the Little League. Uh, uh, we put out an announcement this week about a sponsoring uh, two Little League teams. Um, so we're going to have Cross Life on some jerseys this year. I really thought that was cool. If you said you would donate to that, either give it to myself, give it to Tracy, put it in the offering plate. Make sure that's earmarked as well so we know exactly where that needs to go. We'll get that check wrote after the service and get that to Little League. And uh, we're excited to see some Cross Life ball players this year. Amen. Uh, yes, ma'am.
<laughs> All right, so so make sure when you get your backpack done, we'll we'll make sure it goes to the proper place. We'll get the ribbons on it, all that good stuff. Okay, um, I'm excited about it. This is a this is an exciting time. I always love giving back this time of the year for Christmas. So I believe we'll hit that goal, and I believe we may even do more than that goal. And so I, I'm excited about that. Go ahead and stand with us again. This is old praise the name. <laughs> we love you, Tommy. <laughs>
up praises to you. Lord, we pray right now for our church family. God, I, I lift up our brother Benny. Uh, Lord, that you would just touch him. God, touch his heart today as he's um, in the hospital. He's battling COVID. And Lord, we know that, uh, God, you are going to move in his life in a mighty way. And he's going to get out of there uh, very soon. Lord, I, I lift up um, Amber, our worship leader, and her family, God, who are sick right now. Lord, that, that you would just um, touch their bodies. Uh, Lord, help them get back uh, in worship with us soon. Lord, I, I pray for uh, the Wharton Baker family today. Lord, that you would be with them. Uh, Lord, just touch them, help them. God, we, we, we just thank you for them being a part of our family, God. And I'm sure uh, many of those are watching online today. And Lord, I just pray they just feel a special uh, tug from you and a special um, a touch from, um, from only you, God. Uh, I lift up our, our church to you today. Lord, so many things uh, going on, so much good happening through this body of believers, and it's because that you have called us uh, to this community to love on people. Uh, Lord, so right now, I just pray that if there's somebody here that doesn't know you, that there's somebody here that, that is struggling in their relationship with you, that you would just help them. Uh, God, through this message that, that's about to be preached, Lord, I, I just lift up uh, each and every, every soul here. Uh, God, that, that we would ask ourselves, do we really know you as Lord and Savior of our life? And if we don't, we would turn uh, to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Um, one thing I need to, we need to do really quick is there is a, about a two-minute video that I want Patrick to show. This is the North Carolina Missions Offering. You're going to see something today um, that is a, uh, something that we took part in for about a year. Um, the, the food boxes. If you remember, we were getting 50, 40, 30 food boxes a week, depending on how many Rick or John brought back to us, and uh, we would pass out those boxes. This video is about those food boxes, and that is how uh, the North Carolina Missions Offering, money that we give to it, um, that is how stuff like that happens. So watch this about, about two-minute video. Within less than two miles, you have anywhere between 10 to 12 hotels that house transient homeless families, someone with unfortunate circumstances who may be a worker. They're already making low-income hourly wages, and the only thing that they can afford is the weekly hotel rate. Yes, you have a food line grocery store, but let's be honest. Most of the people who are living in the hotels, they are not able to really buy produce in food line. They're just trying to get some meat and some things that they can make in a hotel. When this program came about for the Farm to Families Food Box program, it was a blessing. It was a blessing beyond that you could ever think of. We have kids that are like, oh, they got grapes, they got apples. We even have people in the hotels yeah, they only have a microwave, but still, like, I can have squash and zucchini. Do you know what that means? To someone right now, especially in this pandemic, who's lost their job, who don't know where to go, who don't know which way to turn to, you just don't know what you've done. You moved the needle from the pain in a person's stomach of starvation to where you have now filled them up. So not only do you get some love with the food, you also are blessed with a spiritual and emotional word, and you also receive prayer. Come on, can't beat that. Don't forget to come back and see them. It's not about Baptist on Missions. It's not about Ebenezer. It is about you going out and doing what Jesus did and being the hands, the feet, and the love of Jesus Christ. We get to serve. And so right now, on that note, I get to serve. Me and my team get to serve. And you have over 
200 people that will come through today to get served with the fresh produce boxes through the grant that Baptist on Missions put together. And they shared it with the community. So come on and go with me. Cindy, if you remember that parking lot, that's the parking lot we sat in for about eight hours that day. <laughs> uh, I actually filmed that. Um, one, I guess it was the first week that we were there. They were they had the cameras and all that, and they were filming that. Ebenezer was a great church, great host, um, full of energy. Um, but because of the North Carolina Missions offering, we're able uh, to do ministries like that through our state. So I encourage you to give. We're going to take that offering through the end of the month um, if we need to extend it in October. We'll do that as well. We'll make sure we hit that goal. Yes, ma'am. It's always better when we give to others. Um, you know, we we can keep it all here if we want to, but we ain't doing no good for us. Um, the Lord's going to bless when we give it out. So uh, I'm thankful that we have a church family that loves to give and loves to take up the challenge. So uh, y'all y'all do that. Um, y'all pray about that. And uh, today we're going to be in part seven of this uh, series, This Is Us. And um, what a great week to be in the series for uh, us to talk about growing. And uh, so I titled our message today, Growing Together. Um, I, what I want us to do is continue looking at our mission statement. Um, as we're, If you're new or, or maybe you haven't been able to come as, as often as you would like, um, what we're doing is going through uh, what we're passionate about as a church, our core values. Uh, our core values, what make up a cross life, how uh, we do our ministry, so on and so forth. And right now we're in the middle of our mission statement. Last week we talked about giving uh, of our lives to serve Jesus. Our, our mission statement at Cross Life, let's try this again, church, that we would give of our lives to, okay, we're getting better, to grow through our, and to go and tell the world about Jesus. Okay, we're getting better. Next week I expect you to blow it wide open. Um, Thank you for the three that participated this morning. It's better than the one that did last week. <laughs> the, but, but this sermon is going to be all about uh, my heart, okay? Um, it's going to be all about growing because, you know, as, as a pastor, I love to see people growing in their relationship with the Lord. It's just something that I love. It's something that I went to school for. Uh, if you know, my master's degree is in discipleship. It's all about doing life together and just growing with one another. So I get pumped up talking about the mission statement of Cross Life, but also this particular message. I, I believe that in the whole entire mission statement, if we, we do not grow, if we do not grow through our worship and our study, we can forget the give phase and the go phase. 
because we're not growing enough in order to know what to do with the give and the, and the go. And so this is kind of the middle part. There's nothing more special in the Christian life than growing in your walk with the Lord. I, I think if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you would understand that. One thing that we pride ourselves in with Cross Life is the family feel that you have when you come into this place. Uh, we want you to be family. It's the utmost importance because I feel we should have a family past our immediate family. And I don't say this to, uh, to, to toot our horn or anything like that, but I'll tell you, like, if it wasn't for our Cross Life family, Tiffany and I would not have family here in Rowan County. Um, as you know, as, as a pastor and pastor's wife, like, we moved away from our family to be here. Like, you are our family. Uh, you're, you're just as much an immediate family as my immediate family that lives in Roxborough. I, I love our church family. I love the fact that the time somebody walks in the door that we say you are family. It's a special thing. Growing together is important, but not only growing together, but growing through our worship and our study. So what does it look like to grow? What exactly does that look like? Are we consistently growing? Are we consistently growing through worship? Are we consistently growing through our study of the Word? Are we growing through our prayer lives? All of these questions, I hope, we can answer this morning as we preach this passage and this titled message, Growing Together. The first passage I'd like for you to turn to is Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to be all over the place this morning. It's going to be a different scripture with every point today. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5, we're going to be looking at verses 12 through uh, 14. It's near the back of the Old Te um, New Testament, if you've uh, got your Bible with you. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. This is the first thing I want us to notice about growing this morning. Growing does not happen automatically. It doesn't happen automatically. And we've got to understand that today. So let's read the passage, Hebrews 5. Verses 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who, by reason of, Use have their senses exercised to discern both the good and the evil. So growing doesn't happen by itself. You know, like, it's like a baby, okay? This picture of the baby. I remember when Riley, I mean, she still ain't growing a whole lot, but I remember when Riley was a baby. Like, milk made her grow, okay? I don't know what's in that stuff, but it makes them grow. And if she wouldn't have got the nutrients that she needed when she was a baby, then she probably would not have made it. Somehow, Tiffany and I, the Lord has given us the ability to keep that child alive for four years, and uh, uh, more, more so me. I, I remember her growing up, and, and Tiffany would leave me at the house all day by myself with her, and like I would count down the hour until Tiffany, maybe the minute until she walked in, because I knew I had done my job by keeping her alive while Tiffany was gone. Okay? Growing does not happen automatically, especially as parents too. Okay? It doesn't happen automatically. In our lives today, as we, as we look at our relationship with Jesus, you should know that growing doesn't happen automatically. It's not like you can put your Bible under your pillow at night and just let it speak into existence into your life. It doesn't work that way. I was sharing with our worship team this past Tuesday night about my eagerness to get back into the gym. 
Okay, I went to this conference in Alpharetta, Georgia, uh, last week and had a great time with uh, Jonas, who is our director of missions and, and the pastor over at Stallings Memorial, and we just had a good time. Had a lot of talking to do. And, and so here we are, the last day of this, um, of this conference, and they brought this guy in to talk to us about health and wellness. Okay, now, now mind you, about five minutes before this guy starts talking to us about health and wellness, they put all the Mountain Dew and all the chips and all the drinks, everything you can think of in front of us before this guy was going to start speaking. Well, Thomas, being the Mountain Dew drinker that he is, I had to get a Mountain Dew. If you put it in front of me, I'm going to drink it. Now, we don't have a Mountain Dew in the house. That's usually how it works in our house. But if you put it in front of me, it's like that bad apple. I'm going to go after it. Okay, it's temptation. So here he is talking about health and wellness. I've got a Mountain Dew in my left hand, a bag of potato chips in my right hand. And this guy's like, church, and then I'm serious about it. He's like, he, he, I think he said pastor. Pastor, if you're not taking care of yourself, how do you expect to take care of your flock? And man, like, I just wanted to crush that Mountain Dew, step on it right there, like, Hey, look, first you're going to put it in my hand, and now you're going to start talking to me. Uh, and, I, and, and I just had this moment, like, I get it. I understand it. Well, then he shows us a video. You know how they always do. They always got to show you that heartwarming video. And it's of this kid named Chris uh, Nietzsche. And, and Chris was uh, a young boy. Um, he has Down syndrome. And he was training for what they call... Um, the the Ironman Triathlon, thank you, Ironman Triathlon, it's like 200 miles swimming, 160 miles biking, uh, 50 miles running, something like that, it's crazy stuff, no kid with Down syndrome has ever been able to complete it, and it showed in the video, you can go on YouTube, watch it, ESPN did a story on it, and this is what the kid said to his daughter. Doctor looked at him and said, if you do this triathlon, you might not make it. You might die. And he said, listen here, I'd rather die than you tell me I can't do nothing with the rest of my life. Man, when he said that, I'm like, Lord, if this kid can do it, I got to get off my tail and get off the couch and go to the gym. Like, I was just at that point. I was ready to go to the gym in that moment. Like, if they would have had a gym in that facility, I would have been running then. And so Monday morning, I get, I get up and I get going, and Tiffany gets home from school, and um, I put my shoes on. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, going to the gym. And I went every day this week, no lie, um, just, just eager to get in shape, to get, to, to eager to take care of my flock, to know that if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to have a church family to take care of. And so you're going to see a different Thomas, I think. I, I think I'm in the mode now. I about killed Tiffany yesterday walking because um, I'm just in the mode like, I, I just want to walk. I don't want to do anything else but walk and walk the pounds off, whatever I need to do. But church, when you grasp it and you understand it, it's a different lifestyle. And it's the same thing in our relationship with Jesus. And when we grasp it, when we truly get a hold of what the relationship of Jesus looks like, there's nothing else you want to do with your life. And some of you are experiencing that right now as you are growing through your faith. You're realizing that, hey, those Saturday nights were fun, but I want to be at church on Sunday morning. Hey, I, I, I know that I had things going on on Wednesday night, but I, I've just got to go to Bible study. 
Or, you know, I know I want to spend time with my kids, but there's youth and children's studies going on Tuesday nights, and I need to get my kids there. Like, we're understanding and grasping the need of change and growth in our lives. And it's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't happen automatically. I think sometimes we think it does, though. Uh, it's like the athlete who thinks they're going to get better without practice. Just because you're a pro athlete doesn't mean you don't need practice. There's still, there's still moments where they go brain dead on a play, and you're like, what were they doing? I can do better than that. You see field goal kickers. I, I think about the field goal kickers. I feel bad for those guys. They miss one kick, they get fired. Um, the quarterback misses one pass, he keeps, he keeps his job another day. But that kicker, if he misses a field goal, it's done. And if you don't think that field goal kicker is going to get any better if he doesn't practice. He's got to practice. The same thing in the Christian life today. We have to practice. How do we do that? You practice by praying. The disciples looked at Jesus, the, the 12 that were following him in the ministry, the 12 that were chosen to walk with Jesus, had to ask Jesus, how do I pray? How do I do it? And you know, it was only one of them that asked the question, but you know all 12 of them were thinking the same thing. It's how do we learn to worship? Well, we've got to learn to worship by giving our heart to the Lord first. We've got to understand what worship is. What about reading our Bible? The only way to get in a habit of reading your Bible is by doing it every day. Statistics say that it takes 30 days of you reading your Bible every single day before you're in tune to read it. And if you're a Bible reader, like if you've done that before and you miss a day, you know how hard it is to pick it back up the following day and keep going. It's like, it's like me. Hey, church, I'm, I'm serious. Like you've got to keep the Mountain Dew away. They're like, That's my kryptonite. Hey, but I'm one of those guys where if I want to put it down, I can quit cold turkey tomorrow and not worry about it again. And I love that about me. I love the drive that I have about me. But if you go put a Mountain Dew in that fridge, Monday morning when I open that fridge to grab a bottle of water, guess what I'm going to take out? Probably the Mountain Dew. Hey, we can't tempt ourselves with the things we know that are going to mess us up. And it's the same thing like, I keep my prayer journal, and I'm not, I'm not doing as good at it as I want to. I want to get better at it. But, like, if I don't pick that thing up by, like, 7.30 in the evening, most likely it's not going to get done. And so I have to keep myself motivated and understand, like, this is more important than watching TV. Or this is more important than eating my Mike and Ikes at 10 o'clock at night. You know, like, it, it's just part of it. Growing takes time, and it doesn't happen automatically. Paul says that we must be continually taught. He goes as far to say that we start off by drinking the milk before we can get to the solid food. Think about the baby. You put solid food in a, in a, in a two-month-old mouth, it ain't going to go good. Okay? They, don't know how to, they don't know how to chew. They don't have teeth. Hey, every believer is in a different playing field. Every single one of us today, we're in a different playing field. We're in a different level of our growing. Some are more seasoned than others. That doesn't make you bad. doesn't make you good. It's like the baby who has to drink milk after being born and can't eat the solid food. Paul warns us that we may not be ready for the solid food because we don't just grow automatically. A baby doesn't grow correctly without the right nutrients. 
And in the same way, we have to be fed the right nutrient as a believer to grow. Church, I'm just, I'm just here today to tell you, like, if you put your mind to it, if you say this week, I'm going to keep me a journal or I'm going to read my Bible every day, put a reminder on your phone. Like, technology is a beautiful thing these days. You know how I'm reminded to read my Bible? At 9 a.m. every morning, I get a notification from my Bible app that says, hey, it's time to read your Bible. Like, and I do. Okay? Like every day at 9 a.m., bam, there it is. Okay? Because that's usually my quiet time before I get started with my, my full work day. At 7 p.m., I have a reminder on my phone, prayer journal. Okay? So I don't forget about that. Hey, look, I, I don't have to worry about the eating schedule or anything like that. That, that just happens. But sometimes in order to grow, in order to make sure you have time set aside for today, you've got to put yourself as a reminder. So it's okay. Put yourself a reminder this week, Monday through, Monday through Sunday. I'm going to read my Bible 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 1 p.m., whatever it is. And set a goal and do it. Set a goal and do it. Number two, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. You can go ahead and turn there. 2 Peter 3.18. Number two, growing doesn't happen quickly. I think we, I think we wish it did. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses eight, verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. We need to be full of grace when it comes to growing. Second Peter 1. Hey, th this, this goes with the automatic phase because we can't expect results by doing nothing. Hey, I think we, I think, we think we can. Hey, if we're honest with ourselves, we're like, okay, we need results, but I'm not going to do anything to make the results. I'm not going to do anything in practice to make the results happen. It's like, okay, we're going to set a goal to, to have a, a high attendance Sunday. Our high attendance goal for the year is 100 in worship service, by the way. Uh, we, we, we almost hit it a few months ago, and I thought we were on our way. And then, you know, Satan comes in and wants to distract us and all that good stuff. We're going to hit it. Okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say we're going to hit that goal because I believe God wants us to hit that goal. Okay? He wants us to grow. But it's not just a numerical thing. Okay? But let's say this. Next Sunday, we say, all right, we're going to set a goal to have 10 first-time visitors next Sunday morning. Everybody go out, grab you some invite cards, although they are back there every week. Make sure you grab those on your way out today. Uh, everybody grab your invite cards. Everywhere you go, flood it with Cross Life invite cards. Let them know that they are a piece to the puzzle at Cross Life Church. Let them know that they are welcome. Let them know that we need them in worship. Let them know that there's something good happening, that the gospel is being preached, that people are getting saved, that people are turning away from their sin, and then let's see God work. Now, if we did that, and everybody put their full heart into that, I truly believe that we will see results. But it doesn't mean that you're going to grow. Because this is the thing. Growing doesn't happen quickly. It doesn't happen automatically. You've got to put the practice in. And so listen, there may be 25 invite cards that you have to lay out before somebody says yes. You might have to knock on 50 doors before somebody says yes. 
You may talk to a hundred neighbors before somebody will say, I'll go with you. It doesn't happen quickly. But when it starts happening, it happens. I've always said, like, for whatever reason in, in my ministry, when one person gets saved, it's like wildfire for about a month and a half. We've seen it two or three times here. Hey, when one person catches on, then the fire catches on, and then it's just a revolving thing. Growing doesn't happen quickly. We've got to, we've got to know that. Every obstacle after obstacle, you're going to hit. But you're also going to hit some goals along the way. It's like the giving piece. Huh? You know, if it worked that way, <laughs> if it worked the way as giving does, then, then everybody would want to grow. Okay? We'd be all wanting to do it. Growing with believers and growing through Christ takes time. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 15 says, Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that you progress. your progress may be evident to all. The disciples in Luke 17, uh, 17 verse 5, they said to Jesus, increase our faith, Lord. Increase our faith. Have we ever said that to God before? Like, Lord, I, I just want you to increase my faith. Let me know that you've got me. Let me know that you understand me. Let me know that everything about me is going to happen through you. Let me know these things. Increase my faith. I, I pray every day, God, increase our faith as a church. Let us know that there's no obstacle in front of us that's going to stop us. If you know me at all, I'm a goal setter and I'm a goal reacher. Like, if, if I put a goal in mind, like, I'm not going to stop until I hit that goal. I may fall short. There's been times where I fall short, but it doesn't mean I, I fell short not trying. We have to try. And we have to put our best foot forward. Here's a few suggestions that maybe will help you and your family grow. These are some things I just thought of this week. Maybe have a family Bible study time before bed this week. Just one day. Just try it one day. Memorize a, a Bible verse as a family this week. It can be something simple. Start reading through a book of the Bible with your spouse. A couple of verses. Maybe a chapter. And then ask the question, what have you learned about your spiritual walk this week? Ask your wife that. Ask your husband that. Ask your kids. What have you learned at school about your spiritual walk? Have you learned that it's going to be hard? Have you learned that it's going to be easy? What have you learned? And then try to pray for at least 10 minutes a day and see what happens. Just 10 minutes a day. Create that prayer journal. Create notes as you read through the Bible. And let God speak to you. And if you do those things, church, I can promise you results. Because you put the effort out. You're going to see growth in your kids. You're going to see growth in your family. You're going to see growth in your spouse. And I believe you're going to see some big results. But what about us as a church? We know it just doesn't happen automatically because... If so, then the sign that we put out in the yard December the 6th would have attracted people. You know, like <laughs> it would have just happened that way. It doesn't always happen that way. Here's some ways we can stimulate growth in the church. Everybody strive to be a part of a discipleship group. Because we have groups with ladies, we have groups with men, we have groups with everybody together, Sunday mornings, bowling. Um, I encourage you to get involved. Intentionally invite. One person, or five, or ten, or a hundred, whatever you want to do, this week, 
And take some invite cards on your way out and just invite people. Leave them on the tables when you go out to eat. Leave them, leave them on the cash register after you finish with your cashier. Give it to your cash, cashier. Give it to your uh, drive through person. Stay prayerful. Fill your mind with godly thoughts. Stay worshipful. Okay? One way I do that is by listening to worship music. Like, I, if, you take, if I've got my headphone in, you can take my headphone out, and I'm going to be listening to some Jesus music. Like, that's just who I am. Hey, keep trying to tell somebody about Jesus. And if we do those things, if we collectively make our minds up that we're going to do that, then I promise you growth will happen. You might not see a numerical growth. And that's okay. We're not after the numerical growth. To be honest with you, like, the numbers left the building when COVID hit. Like, I could, I could care less about that right now. What I want to see is disciples growing in their relationship with the Lord. I'm looking more at our grow groups than I am our worship attendance on Sunday. I'm looking more at our youth and children's groups than I'm looking at their attendance on Sunday. Because I'm seeing, all right, who's taking the step for growth? Growth doesn't happen quickly. I believe if we'll do these things, attempt these things, try these things, we'll see growth that we can never imagine. And then lastly this morning, giving, I mean growing, here I am giving again. Growing does not happen without discipline. Growing does not happen without discipline. First Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy chapter 4. Verses 6 through 11. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But reject profane profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is the faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For this, for to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. We've got to understand that we can't grow without the proper discipline. It can't happen. We need to make sure that we're listening to, uh, to, to the gospel and not necessarily the false teaching. We need to use the gift of discernment that God blesses us with so that we could determine discipline. It's like I said last week, spiritual gifts is a big thing. Hey, a spiritual gift assessment will tell you a lot about yourself. I encourage you to go take one. We, we need sound teaching. We need biblical teaching, not just an opinionated teaching. We need to back it up with what Scripture says when we teach our kids, when we teach our youth, when we teach our ladies, when we teach our men, teach our adults. Everything needs to be backed up by Scripture. Don't, don't go with them with an article that you read because you don't know where they got it from. We're so quick to, to believe everything we read, aren't we? Like, Facebook's one of those big things. Like, I read an article, I'm like, Tim, did you see that? She's like, Thomas, that's a fake website. Well, I thought it sounded bizarre. <laughs> like, 
I would believe it. I'm one of those guys. Like, if it's not in the Bible, I want to see it for my eyes. It's all part of growing. We need to know what we believe, why we believe it. Keep yourself spiritually fit, as we just read in verses 6 and 7. You know, bodily fitness is one thing. We've got to take care of our bodies. We try to take care of our bodies, but spiritual fitness is essential for the present life and life to come. We, we've got to remember and realize the importance of growth in our spiritual life. We've got to understand the importance uh, of Paul teaching this over and over and over again. If you read Paul's words, if you read his letters, all throughout Scripture, he talks a lot about the spiritual fitness, being spiritually fit. The question is, how disciplined are we? How disciplined are we when it comes to maybe receiving that phone call and you just drop everything and say, oh, it's not important? How disciplined are we when it comes to maybe missing a day of our reading? Does it bother us? Uh, do we pick it back up the next day without hesitation? Or does it take us seven to ten days to pick it back up? Most of the time, it's the seven to ten days to pick it back up. I've been there. I've done that. How disciplined are we in sharing our faith? Is it something that we actively try to do? Is it something that we never try to do? Is it something that, okay, if I just share Jesus with one person a year, I keep my Christian status and I'm good to go? Like, are we okay with that? It's all about discipline. You know, for me, like, this is, this is my thing. Like, so, so for me as the pastor, if I didn't actively share my faith, would I be a good pastor? Probably not. But as a believer, if you don't actively share your faith, does that make us good believers? See how it works. It's like, it's like the baseball player. Okay? He can be as good as he can be. But if he doesn't swing that bat for two or three years, that 98-mile-an-hour fastball coming at him, he probably ain't going to hit it the first time. Because he put it down for a few years. If we actively are out there sharing our faith, it gets easier and it gets easier and it gets easier. If we actively open our Bibles and we read and we do it for 30 days straight, it gets easier and easier and easier. Prayer. The more we talk to God, the easier it becomes. Listen, there's been a lot of times, a lot of moments in the last week, two weeks, that I've had to talk to God without going home and talking to Tiff. Like, there's just some things that I don't want to talk to her about. She's not in here right now, so she, she's probably listening. To... Talk to your spouse, but there are moments, okay, like, she doesn't need 100 problems of mine on top of what she's already dealing with. So that's why I talk to God. Hey, that's why I have the relationship with him where I, if I just want to blurt it out, I can blurt it out. This morning, you know, taking time for prayer but as, as we get ready for worship. Uh, before you got here this morning, I took time at the altar for prayer to prepare myself. And it's something that I try to do on a weekly basis, preparing myself, emptying myself, knowing that I'm going to be standing on a platform and not worthy for it. I am so unworthy to be standing here today, but thanking God that he calls me worthy to do it. It's all about growing. And it's so easy to look back and we see the, we see the amount of things that God has accomplished through us this year. And it's easy to sit back and get comfortable. Okay? I, I, not many people are going to hear this or say this, but I, I thank God that COVID hit when it did. 
because it woke our church back up. I, I remember saying that in Spencer, like, we, we, were, we were pretty comfortable. Hey, we launched a church. We did our thing. We're like, hey, we're accomplished. Hey, we saw 30 new people come to our church in one Sunday. Like, God's doing a great thing. Let's just sit back now. Hey, let's just sit back for a few months and enjoy it. And then COVID hit, and we're like, all right, we got to get up again. And we haven't stopped since then. And it's part of growing, understanding the need for growth, understanding the need for discipline. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. If you study a little more and read more around those verses, you would see Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church about self-control. He's using a comparison between the athlete and someone who preaches the gospel. He says, you must stay motivated. In the same way that you would train for your job, you have to train yourself up to be believers that God wants you to become. Paul says, I stay in constant training of myself and learning because I do not want to become disqualified. I don't want to become disqualified uh, uh, of preaching the gospel. You see, he took his witness seriously. And this is not a question of having someone lost their salvation or not. I, I believe if you've given your life to Jesus and you've asked for forgiveness of your sins, then you are saved and you've got Jesus in your life. But this is taking it a step past that. This is saying, I'm going to seek a continual growth in my life. As you would set goals in the workplace or in your personal walk through exercise or family or finances or whatever it may be, the same should be done as you grow in your relationship with the Lord. Set those goals and hold yourself accountable. Maybe even share those goals with somebody to help you stay accountable to them. Patrick keeps me accountable this week on Facebook. No. He's like, I did my 30 push-ups. I'm like, I'm going to go do my two miles. I'm going to do my 50 push-ups. Okay, I'm going to go run. You know, like, it keeps you accountable. Patrick ran more than I did by the end of the week. Like, it's just, it's just part of it. Like, we're holding each other accountable to grow. Maybe that's just an exercise thing. But what would it look like if you had somebody you could go to in the church? Or you had a group of people you could go to in the church and say, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. And we helped each other reach those goals. It's not a one-time-a-week journey. It's not a one-time-a-month journey. You know, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. I can tell you that. The more time you take off, the harder it's going to be to get back going. I can tell you that, too, because I've been there. They say it takes three Sundays for a family to get out of the habit of coming to church. Three Sundays missed in a row and you're out of habit. I believe that. Okay, like, I don't, I don't know if you can believe that. I believe that. The 30 days of the Bible reading in a row, I, I definitely believe that. Okay. It only takes two days of missing reading your Bible before you're out of habit. It takes 30 days to get into habit. It only takes two days to get out of the habit. You see how easy it is to get out of habits? So what do we need to do? How do we go from here? When we press to do something, 
and you set a personal goal, and we want to know the goals, we can cheer you on. We want to be there every step of the way to see what God fulfills in your heart. As I preached last week, giving's important, but growing is too. And maybe this sermon kind of teeter-totters you a little bit, like, yeah, I want to grow, but I don't have time to grow. Yeah, I want to grow, but I just don't know if I, if I have it in me to grow. Yeah, I want to grow, but I don't want to put the effort in. Look, we've all been there. I've been there. I, I remember being at Fruitland, and I, I didn't really understand why we needed to grow. Like, look, man, I'm just called to preach. Like, give me the Bible and let me preach. And I started taking these tests after tests, and I was like, man, I don't know it all. I don't know as much as I thought I did. And there's people in the sanctuary today that knows more about the Bible than I do. I can promise you that. But what I do know is it's a gradual step, a gradual growth that you've got to commit to. And everybody's on a different playing field. Everybody's somewhere else. And, and some of us are way down here, and some of us may be way up there, but you never reach the top. Unless you've memorized this thing from front to back. I, I was messing with Benny uh, a couple of days ago, and I told him, I was like, man, when you get out of there, you should have the whole New Testament memorized. Like, like there's nothing else to do. <laughs> sit there and look at a wall like but man you're going to be you're going to be the best bible scholar there is when you get out of there but what if you know it's a joke but what if, what if we said instead of spending 7 hours a day watching television we're going to cut that down to 5 and I'm going to give 2 hours to the lord and read my bible and pray and listen to some music how much more would we grow? At this time, I want to ask John to come up here and join me on stage. John, I, I, didn't, I forgot Kathy was with the nursery, but I just want to have her come with you as well. Come up here, buddy. John's our, our grow leader here at Cross Life. and um, I believe that John has it in his heart to see everybody in this church reach their potential through growing through their worship and study. Like This man loves the Bible. He loves teaching. He teaches our grow group on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. If you haven't joined that group yet, we really encourage you to do that. He teaches our B3 Bible study, uh, uh, just something that kind of got birthed through COVID. We, I think more, more or less we got tired of sitting at home and we wanted to create a Bible study, so we started a men's group on Zoom and didn't realize it was going to be a weekly thing like it is, but it's turned into a weekly thing. And um, There's a group of men that get on there that, that love each other, that are growing together, and um, John's going to be our grow group leader for the church. If you have an idea for growing in Bible study, if you're a grow group leader, we want to cover you in prayer. But this man right here, we need to cover in prayer as well because he's going to lead us in the next chapter of what growing will really look like. The discipleship trainings that, that I did just a few weeks ago, we're going to, we're going to start working together. Uh, evangelism trainings, all that stuff, all of this will be on John's plate. And that's a, that's a big job to have. But he said, I want to do it. And I gave him the opportunity to rotate off of this thing, and he said, no, I want to stay doing it. So here he is. Um, so I want to pray over John, and I want you to help me pray over John, and then we'll have our invitational time as we um, talk about just growing through our worship. And so let's pray. Lord, we we thank you so much. God, I thank you for this man that's on the platform with me. Lord, uh, three years ago, you sent him to our church. You sent Kathy 
And Lord, you sent them here for a reason. Lord, we didn't know what kind of journey we were going to be on the first time we met. But God, we knew there was something special. God, right now, I pray you just ordain him. Lord, that you would help him grow, that he would help us grow. That we would lead the church in a direction today that, um, that Lord, will be nothing but growth opportunities. Lord, I thank you for all of our teachers, all of our leaders that we have in this church. Lord, I thank you for Miss Jeanette who leads our, our ladies' Bible study. God, just, I pray you have a special blessing over that group. Lord, I pray for Terry and, and Cindy as they uh, lead our women's own missions group. God, there's such, a, such an important part of our church is our ladies. And Lord, they need to grow together. So God, thank you for those two opportunities you give. Lord, we thank you for our youth leaders, Norman and Benny and, and Patrick and, and their wives and, and with Taylor and, and Bree and Brent. And God, just thank you for all of the adults that just pour in to our youth every Tuesday night. Lord, we believe that the best is yet to come in that. Lord, I, I thank you for our children's leaders. Lord, there's so many to name that we have on Sunday mornings. Lord, in our parents' night out, thank you for giving Dana that thought to have something for our kids on Tuesday nights. Lord, thank you for the hard workers that we have on Sunday mornings where they may have to miss service every now and then to, to pour into our kids, but Lord, we are seeing kids saved, and it's all for the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's what it's all about. Lord, thank you for the opportunity such as going to a bowling alley and just having fun and, and fellowshipping with one another. Thank you for the opportunity of growth. And Lord, all of this is coming into play because of our growing through our worship and our study. So God, right now, I pray that you would just keep John Romero in your hands. Lord, that, that, that as, he, as he grows, God, we grow. As he comes up with new thoughts for Bible study, that he would have a team around him that would help him reach those goals. Lord, be with us today as we close out this service, as we have this invitational song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Lord, if there's somebody here that's never trusted in you, I pray today will be the day that they trust in you fully. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll stand with this next song, just a closing invitation song with our praise team. It's going to be Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Maybe today you come and you want to grow. Maybe there's opportunities for growth in, in the church that we can give you. Maybe you have an opportunity that you want to grow and you want to take that step today. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come talk? Would you come pray? Tis So Sweet. <laughs>
week in the absence of Amber again. She she will be back next Sunday. Uh, we pray and uh, y'all be praying for her and uh, thank you worship team for standing in uh, the trenches to, to help us uh, lead our music the last two weeks and uh, I'll get with y'all about practice. All right, um, we got a family meeting right after church. I, I know uh, we're a little bit past time. If you are a visitor and you're not a member of the church. I